Mood.tv So, I'm out tonight. I'm at the bar. And I'm talking about my new musical that I'm writing. And there's a lovely woman there with a man. And we offer them seats near us. It's all like a couch scenario, right? And so it would be kind of cozy if we all sat together, but it was also a busy bar. So we said, why don't you sit here? We've got space. And they were like, thank you so much. So then we had our meeting and we talked about our show. But after the meeting, the woman says to me, she says, do you mind if I try on your glasses? Ooh. And so like, she like, and she's like, oh, I love these glasses. And then she's like, do you want to try on mine? And I said, oh, sure. I'll try on yours. Ooh. Then she says to me, and I quote, in front of the man she's with, she goes, you're so fuckable. <laughs> Which is neither here nor there. I don't find myself fuckable. It's just part of this bizarre story. So she's sitting there with this. Attractive lady? No, not particularly. <laughs> All right. And so she's sitting there with this man. And what, what's interesting is I start asking, because I, I can't help but notice she's sitting there with this man. And I say, you know, what's your relationship with this man? Mm-hmm. And then, and then so they're both married to other people. And they meet together. And they get hotel rooms. And they bang it out. Oh, jeez. And so what's really interesting to me is that she already has a sexual flight of fancy that she's there with, that's not the husband, and she's talking to me and telling me how fuckable I am, which is crazy. Well, that makes more sense because, like, what is he going to say? Yeah. Like, you better not fuck him, too, because you're already fucking me. But. Absolutely. Also very bizarre. I. Uh, he is he is relegated to yes man territory. Absolutely. And he fit the bill perfectly. Didn't care at all. But that's not, that is, all of this is not what's interesting. Ooh. This is a preface to the story and the question I'm going to ask on Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. <laughs> wow. We're here. You know what? That deserves golf claps. That is That was impeccable. How about that? Only 163 before you got into that well. Amazing. You like that? Yeah, All right, incredible. so we're here. We got the whole contingent. We got EJ5000. How's it going, everybody? We got the Greg man. What's going on? peoples of the world <laughs> they're good everybody's good yeah and if i may just a quick up top before we get going real quick for new listeners something that i that we we don't really express on the show that i think is really important we are three friends who have known each other 30 plus years um and i think that is worth mentioning i don't think we really mention that anywhere and uh i think that may or may not be why our conversations are also interesting so i just want to make sure that we mention that we do. We, we've mentioned it like Six times. But it's going to be a new thing that we drill down your throat, <laughs> so I hope you all get used to it. Yeah. We're going to make love to your mouth. With 30 years of experience. With this concept of us being old, good friends. So, here's the question. I'm going to give you a little bit more, because basically what she says to me, she says, after she's wearing my glasses, and she's like, can I touch your hair? And I say, sure, why not? Touch my hair. So she touches my hair. Starts telling me how fuckable I am. Then she says this, and this is where the question comes from. She comes from, I'm a little drunk. She says to me, she says, I have a magic vagina. Oh, jeez. And I say, that's terrific. Outstanding. And she tells me she has noticed historically when she's made love to a man, their careers have really taken off. 
after that, after oh that moment. But here's the thing. This is my question. This is what's interesting to me. Do you feel as though when you make love to a woman, it puts enough pep in your step that it has at one point changed the trajectory of your life? Hmm. Before I get into that, I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume she's not a fan of your new concept for a play. <laughs> I didn't tell her the new concept. We didn't talk about the show at all. Well, she was sitting next to you during your meeting, as right. you stated. Yep. So she was probably listening, and she was like, oh, this thing sounds terrible. I bet you it's the opposite, Greg. I bet you this girl, woman, whatever, she goes around sitting on couches waiting to hear people who are just about <laughs> to spring on a big idea. She fucks them, and then she takes credit for her magic pussy even though she's just an opportunist. She heard about your play. She said it's going to make you successful. It's the other way around. That's what's happening here, right? Could be. I guess we'll find Mark it, episode 163. We'll find out, even though... <laughs> Anthony did not explore the magic pussy. <laughs> you didn't explore the magic pussy, right? No, nor will I ever in this scenario. <laughs> I got to say, again, not part of this question, but the second that a stranger wants to put on something from my face on their face and then vice versa, I'm out. I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you. Like these, I wear these glasses on my greasy-ass face, and you're like, I want to put it on my face. I've never met you before. Like... Done. Gross. Well, it's just like flirty shit. Yeah, disgusting. It's disgusting. No, it's fine. I don't care one way or the other. Well, that's, I'm saying, I think it's disgusting. We have to get back to the question. We do. We do. Quickly. I'm sorry. And do you think you've ever felt enough pep in your step that has truly changed the trajectory of not only your life, but maybe your career? Yeah. I'm going to go straight up yes. Tell me why. You know, uh, I think that uh, whenever you can connect with somebody that way or feel attractive. Yep. Uh, it definitely does put, as you said, the pep in the step. Now you, you, you feel worth something, uh, somehow, um, for at least a split second. Contrary to popular opinion. Contrary to my own opinion most of the time. Uh, so yeah, I think that I'm sure it's a thing that, you know, sex can provide a certain amount of confidence and that a certain amount of confidence can yeah. certainly get you into some good scenarios. So I'm going to say, yeah, I, I would think, I would even think there's some science behind it. Idle curiosity. Do you feel as though there's a particular triumph or change in your life that is related to the magical vagina? I don't think I've had any triumph in my life, but I'll let you know when I do. And, um... <laughs> I'm just saying in theory, you know, yes. <laughs> I agree with the theory of it. All right, but you're, you're not attributing any aspect of your professional career to having sex with somebody. Not, no, not, no. Not even, not even, not even tangentially. No, I, I, no, no, not, not personally, no. All right, but you feel as though it, there's something to it. I do feel like there's something to it. I feel like. I yeah. I think that circumstance, in my case, has has impeded where the progress could have been made. Uh, you know, I've had a, a a turbulent couple of years, and uh, no amount of sex could help a lot of that stuff. So I don't want to. <laughs> no amount of sex. Though I feel like currently it is helping the situation but i've i'm still in the same position so hopefully in a couple months time i'll be able to say yes and have more news definitively but currently pretty status quo just more sex which is great and has given sex. me confidence <laughs> i am happy just haven't gotten a job because of it so 
However, you would maybe argue that in your life destitute scenario, that maybe, maybe having sex has made you want to get up in the morning. Oh, yes, certainly. In the, in the, in the life job, the job of life, in the yeah. job of survival. Right. Of wanting to be alive. Sex has certainly contributed to my success. Right. So at least in some way, sex is keeping you alive. In some ways. In more than one way. If I didn't have sex, I would do, probably wouldn't move. I have zero exercise. Yeah. Hardly roll over when I have to defecate. Just, just sex and nothing. Outstanding. <laughs> All right. Gregor Man, what do you think? Well, like, I agreed with everything Eric said, but I feel like I, I should take the contrarian side of it. Like, I agree. I think I think it gives you not being, like, I'm not saying I'm not confident, but not being, like, a cocky person. It definitely does give you a, a, a conf, you know, it strikes you in the confidence, anything. I mean, even just, like, yeah. Like, it, it, it just gives you confidence afterwards, so. Absolutely. And confidence is definitely viewed by a lot of people as, like, you know, a strength. Yeah. Oh. And then you then you cross that line into, like, cockiness, mm. where you don't perform mm-hmm. up to what you're saying you can, and then, then that could be a downfall, but that's a whole... Then you just gotta have more sex. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe less, though. That's the thing. Maybe you gotta shut it down for a little bit. Oh! Give wait, a hold on. This check. is my whole masturbation theory. Do you feel like that maybe translates to sex? No. Okay. Never no. mind. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> because I'm sorry, but when you masturbate, doesn't give me confidence. No, 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 but I have this whole theory that if you shut down masturbating a little bit more, you get a little bit more, like, an- you get a little bit more antsy for it, and so it gives you some kind of weird confidence. It might for some, no, I don't think it gives you more confidence. That antsiness can either be directed at something or nothing, and if you direct it at something, then I guess it's good. If it's directed at nothing, then it's not good. See, because I disagree with your idea of libidinal energy, but I do agree with- Did you just take your shirt off? You were wearing a shirt, right? We're talking about sex, so I'm getting comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did literally just take your shirt off, and you're, now you're just wearing a tank top for the audience. You saw what you wanted to say. You, you're just getting more drunk. Okay, okay, okay. All right, go ahead. Uh, no, Sorry, I'm saying I, do, I disagree with your libidinal energy idea, but I do agree with if you don't crank it out, you get more aggressive, which is true, which can be seen as confidence in certain circles. So I can see that edginess, let's call it that, to be a strength for certain cases, uh, probably. Why would you not call that libidinal energy? Then, because I think like they uh... totally other argument. We shouldn't get into that. Oh yeah, let's get we, we could get real quick. I think libidinal energy is all right. One oh minute, literally one minute. It's, I'm timing it. Go ahead. Talk. It would be already a minute in. Libidinal energy is often linked to creativity, and I don't think that edginess is linked directly to that creativity. So I, I would say that's a that is a different argument. I see. All right, you're linking energy with with creativity. Yeah, and so I think that definitely you get more edgy and more aggressive, which can aid you in, say, finding a job and or those kinds of things. But maybe not good for sitting alone and writing. Maybe not. You know, it depends on who you are, you know, and, and, and what part of your creativity you tap into. If you need that edginess for that creativity, cool. Some people like a clear head, you know, it really, that's more individualized, so. All right, all right, back to Greg and Man. So, yeah, so I'll take the contrarian side of it. And say that using my own personal experience, I know I came to New York City from a state school in Pennsylvania, and I was, and I know I I came in with the mindset of like, you know, if I find a, a lady companion, cool, but that's not that's not high on my priority list. So I I don't contribute, and so so for a long time, I mean, I won't lie, I was in, I was you know, I was I was in a drought. Good old baseball terminology. I was just I was in a, a hitting slump. <laughs> Good old baseball, but it terminology. didn't. But it didn't bother me because I was like, I, that's not what's important right now. What's important is is getting this career going. And I'd like to think that I've to this point had a 
pretty good career. I mean, I, you know, I, I worked my way up in television, doing different things up to shooting and producing. I'm just traveling all over the States and somewhat all over the world, not everywhere, but you know, some places outside of the United States. And, and through a lot of that, I was, I was slumping. So it was, you know, sexually slumping. Sexually slumping. Which means no sex, not gross sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Lack thereof, not like weird stuff. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> jerk. Sexual slumping. Sexual slumping. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it was it was like, you know, I won't say it was a choice of mine. I'm sure if if <laughs> if things came along, I wouldn't have uh, been like, no, no, my career comes first. So if this girl on the magic couch with the magic pussy was like, I'm going to change your career. <laughs> and she put her hands in your hair and she tried on your glasses. You'd be like, no, I'm like you. That's it, it, That would have weirded me out, especially that she's there with her side piece. Like it would have. Yeah, just there's like a hundred turnoffs there. For me, but there's yeah, a million. I, hey, listen, offs. I'm also agreeing with everybody. It was very <laughs> bizarre. But you switch glasses and let her touch your hair. Yeah, I mean, why not? I'm along for the ride. I'm not ever going to have sex with that person, but I'm certainly along for the ride. Well, if your new play fails, then you know you made the wrong decision. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> You're like, I had a chance to make this thing a success. And I decided to take my glasses back instead. That magical vagina. The self-purported magical vagina. Her side vagina. piece Mongo is going to come up with a play that's very yep. similar to yours in the next couple of months. And it's going to be wildly successful. Josh. <laughs> that was his name. <laughs> Josh. You just put Josh on blast. Well, yeah. Josh can be on blast. I mean, you know. You talking about the podcast? I hope he listens now. I hope his wife listens. I, I, I told oh, them man. about the podcast. Oh, uh, too. Anyway. So, yeah. So, I guess I'll take the, I'll, I'll take the other side of it and say that... Um, I, I do, like I said, I do agree with, with uh, EJ where he's, you know, it does give you a confidence and I think that translates into things. I definitely have not personally had that happen to me. Quite the opposite. I was slumping, but career was going in the right direction. So, you know, I can't I can't attribute that to sweet, sweet lovemaking. But you wouldn't say it has altered your career trajectory? No. Okay. All right. Positively or negatively. All right, that is the testament of Gregorman. And so here's the testament of host Anthony. I would say, in, in actually retrospectively thinking about this, my whole career has been somewhat defined by uh, having sex with a woman far back in my life that was kind of into musical theater. And so I think part of my whole career has been defined by the fact that if I go into musical theater, then I will be more uh, I will be more valuable sexually to women as defined by this first person that I ever had sex with. It, I think it actually literally altered the trajectory of my life was having sex with somebody that was into musical theater because I was so enamored of the fact that they were into the fact that I played piano for musical theater. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? But didn't you enter didn't you enter college wanting to do film scores and stuff? No, I entered college just wanting to be a straight up composer. 
Oh, okay. So, which is different, but I think there was part of me rattling around in my head, which quickly came to the fore in college, that musical theater was going to be my career. But I would have never gotten into musical theater had it not been for a perhaps magical vagina oh, geez. back in high school. Huh. Interesting. And I, I totally, absolutely think that it was 100% informed by high school sexuality that I ever did this for a living. Hmm. And I do it for a living. It's the only thing I do for a living. Well, I, we can't argue with that. <laughs> nope. Isn't that crazy, though? It certainly sounds crazy. It does. It sounds crazy, but I didn't really think about that uh, in quite the same way until tonight when this woman was telling me about her magical vagina and how it kind of... <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm good. I already had that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just never thought about it, but I think, I guess, what, I guess there's some truth to the fact that if you're so enamored of a person or besotted with somebody at any given time, that you will change the trajectory of your life for them to be into you. And I think that happens probably more early on. And I happened to play the piano. I didn't know anything about theater, but I happened to get into it because of some sexuality. I bet. So had said person been into like being an auto mechanic? I would have definitely never been interesting to them. First off, right. it's true. It's coming from the guy who didn't change. His oil. Yeah, yeah. Season engine. First off, if there was like an opposite that. of that, that's what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The opposite is a musical theater guy, I think, and that's I think what so. I am. All right. Yeah. Never mind. Anyways, I just thought there was really something to it, and I didn't. I I never really thought about it. In a critical way until tonight. So she's trying to get in your pants with her magical vagina, and you're like, oh my God, I had a magical vagina in high school. <laughs> and you're not even listening to her speech. No, absolutely not. I was beyond it. Point. It was not that interesting. Because you're a good communicator. <laughs> I am a good communicator. <laughs> Listen, I am a good communicator. Clearly. I'm good at talking to people. Yeah, yeah, the talking. All right, all right. You might disagree and disagree live. This is for the world to hear. I will purport to say I'm good at communicating. <laughs> you will say things, yes. Um, I think that's really interesting, Anthony. And uh, I would be I would be curious for you to ask yourself this question more times because I know, like again, this this uh, the iron is hot, and so you're striking. But I would be certainly curious to see if this idea stays with you. Um, but I'm not trying to talk it down. I think it's really interesting, and um, I don't have similar scenario, but I the way that you've described it, it certainly seems that you do that that this is true for you. So that's really interesting. Yeah, I would have never known that until tonight, but it, it has informed my life. I guess that's why it's interesting to me. But yeah, you're yeah. So just this woman mentioning her magical pussy has now changed your life in a different way that reaffirms that your career is the correct one because when you were in high school, you liked the pussy that liked the musical theater. Nope. That is a false outcome because I do not know that my life is the right trajectory. I could absolutely be uh, probably better at any anything else. It's just the career I chose. Except for working on cars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, except absolutely, except for any kind of hard labor. But <laughs> or working in a pizza place, even soft labor. Let's not. Yeah, really but I was also very lucky. Yeah, maybe there was a world in which I became an excellent Brandley's man. That's the pizza place that we used to work at. There, there That's the thing. There is no world that that happens. No. However, my run-in with the magical vagina happened concurrent with that time. So who knows? Maybe I would have been a vet, better pizza man 
had I not had that experience. If she wouldn't have been so codependent on you being in musical theater, she could have really made you a well-rounded person. So we could really blame everything on this <laughs> this high school <laughs> magic vagina. I'm well-rounded. <laughs> and <the> belly I'm fat. <laughs> all right. All right. That's it. We're done. This Let Me Ask You a Question the podcast. Call in at 929-352-6173. Call in. Leave us a message. Talk to us about all that stuff. Yeah. Let us know if there was a sexual partner that informed your future. Yeah, or a dick, a vagina, or a dick that has kind of influenced your life in a particular way because that's actually really interesting, I think. Great question, Anthony. So then you should you should absolutely email let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com. You should follow us on Insta or Twitter at Pod. You should also go to moot.tv, check out the swag, buy the swag. We want you to buy the swag. We want you to buy the swag and we want you to give us money. We absolutely will in the most no bones about it, straight up whorish way say, give us money. We rely on you to give us money. We rely on the many dollars that come in to fund our show and help us buy equipment that actually makes the show keep going. So if you really want the show to keep going, you should give us, you know, just open up, <laughs> let the moths fly out, and whatever they carry out of your pocket, drop in, because they already made off of it. Cents, dollars, it doesn't matter, but it actually is important, we should say. We got anything else? Uh, we love you. Thank you. Just keep on keeping on. I'd like to add, if anybody wants to send an email about how Anthony is a good or terrible conversationalist, uh, I'd love to hear about your stories. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. That's the end of this episode. Mood.tv. I'm fat. <laughs>